0: a new cultural policy launched to rejuvenate Australia's creative sector and protect indigenous knowledge and cultural expression. Ukraine calls on its international partners to send more weapons and faster. And in sport, Novak Djokovic makes history, winning his 10th Australian Open final. The federal government has launched a new national cultural policy called Revive, which sets the course for Australia's arts, entertainment and cultural sector for the next five years. Around 186 million million in funding over four years will establish Creative Australia, which will fund artistic projects across a range of mediums. Prime Minister Antony Albanese says it will rejuvenate the $17 billion industry after what he called a lost decade of the federal policy drift and funding neglect. He also says the COVID 19 lockdowns reminded Australians of the important role the arts sector plays in human interaction. And during the pandemic, how many of us, when we were uh, unable to get out and about, uh, missed so much going to live music or the theatre? But we engaged in different ways. We read more books. Than we did before. Uh, We watched uh, more programs. Uh, We talked and engaged. The new cultural policy will also introduce legislation to protect Indigenous knowledge and cultural expression. A First Nations-led body will be set up to give Indigenous people more autonomy over decisions and investments. Funding will also go towards the setup of a National Aboriginal Art Gallery in Alice Springs and an Aboriginal Cultural Centre in Perth. Jenna Stewart, Labour's first and youngest Victorian Aboriginal senator elected to federal parliament, says this policy is inspired by Indigenous artists and storytellers, both past and present. We have tragically lost two of the most respected cultural leaders in our nation, Uncle Archie Roach and Uncle Jack Charles. It's so important that we do what we can to uphold First Nations cultures in this country. And I'm proud to see this policy put First Nations first. A group opposing an Indigenous voice to Parliament has called for constitutional recognition of migrants alongside Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. The group leading the No Vote launched its campaign today, which it calls Recognise a Better Way. Organiser Warren Mandin says the group would advocate for broader recognition in the constitution for Indigenous people, but not an enshrined Indigenous voice to Parliament. He also says other groups of people, such as migrants, should have the same opportunity. A newly formed coalition of renewable energy, finance and investment firms have launched a roadmap for Australia to become a global leader in zero emissions trade and investment. The Climate Capital Forum is releasing a policy reform outline at the Smart Energy Council's Industry Climate Action Summit in Sydney today. Smart Energy Council CEO John Grimes says Australia needs to keep up with clean energy trends implemented in the United States, Japan, the European Union and the United Kingdom. The Australian Federal Police has issued a national warning to families urging parents to be proactive by updating the privacy settings on children's devices to prevent predators from contacting them online. Acting Assistant Commissioner Hilda Sirek says parents should take necessary steps as kids return to school to ensure added privacy and control over their children's online activities and presence. Speaking to Nine Network, Senator Jackie Lumby says images and videos of children on social media can be used by online child sex offenders to build a profile or groom parents or children. Some of those platforms out there, I can tell you, they are open slather for pedophiles. Mm. There is no doubt about that. And I think you need to be really, really careful what you're putting up on your social media. They might look um, beautiful and cute in your own pictures, but when you're sharing them out there, there's some really nasty people around the world and you need to be really careful. Keep some private stuff for yourself. You don't need to show everybody every day what your children are doing. The AFP's online safety program is called Think You Know. A mobile phone ban takes effect at 20 high schools across South Australia from the start of Term 1. All schools across the state will have to implement the ban before the end of Term 2. Students are forced to switch off their phones and store them in school locals from the start of the school day until the end of the day. Speaking to Channel 7, Federal Environment Minister Tanya Plibersek says she supports the concept As a mum, I support it because the less time that kids are spending on their phones, the better. Uh, It's distracting for kids to have their phones with them in class. It's hard for teachers. Teachers are catching kids, you know, um, uh, watching YouTube videos when they should be doing their maths. Uh, I, I think it's a very sensible idea. With gambling shaping up as a central as a central issue in the March New South Wales election, the industry has released a code of conduct promising life bans for suspected criminals such as money launderers. Clubs New South Wales' new gaming code of practice includes welfare checks on poker machine players at least every three hours and measures to ban problem gamblers from venues. It will come into effect from July and club staff would be trained to identify key problem gambling indicators while every club would have a responsible gambling officer. Brazil's government has declared a public health emergency in the Yanomani Territory, which is one of the country's largest indigenous reservation. Thousands of people live in the territory where severe malnutrition and disease, particularly malaria, are decimating their population in the Amazon rainforest. Around 59 Indigenous children are currently in a local pediatric hospital receiving treatment, 45 of them from the Anomani people and eight are in intensive care. Fausto Santos says the group rely heavily on air transportation for medical evacuations. The indigenous land has more than 30,000 people and almost all of it needs air transport to evacuate sick indigenous kids and to bring supplies. Air transport is essential for maintaining the life of indigenous people in the region. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky says the country needs new weapons and faster deliveries to confront attacks by Russian forces. Mr. Zelensky issued his latest appeal for increased weapons just days after Germany and the United States led a list of countries agreeing to supply modern tanks. Russia hopes to drag out and exhaust our forces, so we have to make time our weapon. We have to accelerate developments. We have to speed up the supply and launch of new necessary military options for Ukraine. We're doing our best to ensure that our pressure still outweighs the occupier's assault capabilities. Speed of supply has been and will be one of the key factors in this war. The largest intake of junior doctors in Queensland in Queensland's history will form the base of an increase in frontline health workers across the state. The state's premier, Anastasia Palaszczuk, says more than 800 junior doctors are to be deployed across 20 health facilities aiming to improve access to care in rural, regional and metropolitan hospitals. Another 200 paramedics and emergency staff will also be added to the workforce. And to sport, Novak Djokovic says crying in his players' box after defeating Stefano Tsitsipas in the Australian Open men's final was the result of an emotional and challenging fortnight. Djokovic won his uh, 22nd Grand Slam singles title and 10th Australian Open in Melbourne on Sunday night. He says it was an extraordinary two-week campaign, managing a hamstring issue, playing a year after being deported from Australia, and the destruction of his father posing with fans holding banned Russian flags. Considering last year's event, I was a bit more nervous uh, coming into Australia, didn't know how. You know, I'm going to be received and by the people. But, you know, I mean, overall, it was a very positive experience. I thought that things will come down uh, in terms of media and, and everything, but it didn't. So so we, we, we both agreed that it would probably be better that he's not there. That hurts him and me a lot because, you know, these are very special, unique moments that, you know, who knows if they repeat again. Despite falling short again in his goal of becoming Greece's first Grand Slam champion, runner-up Stefanos Tsitsipas was philosophical in defeat. I don't see any reason to be lowering my expectations or my goals, um, and I have. I'm am, I'm am born a champion. I can feel it in my blood. I can feel it um, as a as a competitive kid that I was when I was young. You know. It's uh, something that is within me, and I want to harvest that. The desire is really there. I really, really want it badly. And now having a look at the weather around the country, Broome a mostly cloudy day 31 degrees, Perth mostly sunny 37, Adelaide partly cloudy 27, Melbourne cloudy 23, Hobart partly cloudy 24, Albury Wodonga cloudy 27, Canberra rain 24, Wollongong rain and a possible storm 25, Sydney much the same 27, Newcastle rain increasing 29, Brisbane partly cloudy 30, Townsville partly cloudy 31, Cairns a shower 232 degrees. Early Springs, cloudy 27. Darwin, a shower of 232. And the Torres Strait Islands, partly cloudy there and a top of 29 degrees. And that is NITV Radio News.